Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Logos Project. This is your host, Dom. In today's episode, I have a very special guest. Uh, my co-host, Sam, has been uh, anticipating this day when we would have one of his heroes on the show. And so uh, this episode is dedicated to Sam. Uh, Sam, I told you it would happen. Here it is. I hope you enjoy. And uh, for my listeners, have fun and enjoy. Welcome to The Logos Project, a podcast bringing your way content on theology, philosophy, and culture. Thank you for listening. Hello, Dr. Peterson. Welcome to The Logos Project. We're glad to have you. Yes, thank you. It's an honor to be here. Anytime. If you don't mind, I'm going to go ahead and dive into a few questions that our patrons have so I can kind of pick your brain on these uh, cultural issues, if that's okay. Certainly. So my first question is, what would you tell a young man living in the 21st century? A young man? Well, we have to parse that apart because, firstly... Uh, no two young men are going to be the same. There, there's a level of malevolence with all young men. All right. So one that, you know, you, you, you may have two young men in one room and one might be a psychopath and the other might be in need to clean his room. And by the way, that's something that all young men should do. The psychopath and the normal man should clean the room. And by the way, when they both do that, there will be a harmony between those young men. So my first bit of advice would be clean your room. Thank you, doctor. That's that's very insightful. I guess my, my next question is, uh, why are you so popular? I would say, let, let's parse that apart. You, you might see, one might say, why are you popular? But, you know, yeah. What is it to be popular? Okay, so I, I'm a professor. I, I don't I, I don't take on the identity of being popular. Okay, so if we define popular like they define it in the Gulag Archipelago, or or, or, or man's search for meaning, we want to be popular because there's a certain level of malevolence in all of us, you, and that's you... not something that can be ignored. You might say um, it's a it's a grasping at the archetype of the hero, but um, but ultimately the hero is the one who dies on the cross. I would say not so much the archetypal figure, but more of this delusional Peter Pan syndrome that many of our youth have. Yes, understand, understand. This. Many of these, our youth do not want to grow up. They refuse. They're psychopaths. If, if you go in a room, I would venture to say, in all of my clinical experiences, if you go into a room and there's 10 people there, all 10 are psychopaths. All 10. Just a few more questions, Dr. Peterson. Thank you again sure. for agreeing to come on the show. In your book, Maps of Meaning, you speak of maps and meaning. Do maps have meaning? Well, I would say... 
in my book maps for meeting, I, I, personally, let me preface that by saying in, in the 12 rules for life, which is a better book, I actually wrote maps for meeting when I was heavily intoxicated. <laughs> Excuse me, doctor. Keep going. That's, that's quite all right. But in my 12th rule for life, it was read maps for meeting. That was actually the 12th rule. And there, there's a reason that that's mapped out, as it were. Right. You cannot expect to understand maps for meaning if you haven't read the 12 rules for life. You mean maps of meaning, doctor? Maps of meaning, I certainly. I was intoxicated by it. <laughs> Yes. Uh, w one other question, Doctor. Uh, you've compared us Certainly. to lobsters. Is it because of the animal hierarchy or is it because we love the beach? It is not because we love the beach. That's because that scumbag, Sam Harris, contradicted me. There's no two ways around it. Sam Harris is a psychopath. Doctor, I do have this one question. So I have a, a friend who is a huge fan of yours. Uh, in fact, uh, the background for his iPhone is a picture of your face. And mm. yes, and, and his question is, if you could, would you adopt him? Uh, I would not take on this question readily. But when it comes to adoption, there's, there's, a, there's a prerequisite required. There's a couple, in fact. One of which being, do you clean your room? This is a common theme when... If we read books that that have psychopaths in them, which is, by the way, every book, right. most authors are psychopaths. So, yes, I would consider adopting, but not if they don't clean their room. Do you like cats, Dr. Peterson? <clears throat> to me, the archetypal cat would be a dog. <laughs> Let's parse that out, because what is a dog? I wouldn't adopt your friend for the same reason I wouldn't have a cat. Right. <laughs> right. This has been extremely enlightening. I do want to transition into, uh, could you Certainly. talk to us about what you mean by chaos and order and how we can bring more order into the chaos of, of everyday life? Order is chaos. Order is chaos right. at its base element. A, a man who is too high in agreeableness is not dangerous. He's not chaotic. If I go into the kitchen, that's chaos. <laughs> chaos it comes from order. The only way you can you can develop or make any sense of, of, of chaos is to realize the very chaos we're living in, which is order. The only way to understand chaos is to understand order. If you've not read Man's Search for Meaning, Viktor Frankl, I, you, you must read it tonight. Of everything you're doing, and read it. Hmm. Viktor Frankl it got it wrong. Viktor Frankl got it wrong. Viktor Frankl got it wrong. He, he describes the psychosis that went on. The only reason that psychosis went on is those inmates weren't cleaning their rooms. <laughs> Doctor, what would you tell someone who is struggling with uh, anxiety in today's day and age? Embrace more chaos. <laughs>
Okay, so what do you mean by that? Embrace more chaos. The only way to order is by embracing chaos. That's helpful. Thank you. You have to be dangerous. If you meet a man who's high in agreeableness, get out of that room. <laughs> You're in the wrong room. Um, but on the contrary, if you meet a man who's dangerous, get out of that room. Is there any rooms you can be in? Well, it's not It's not that simple. You see, it's not the room that's the problem. It's the psychopaths. Instead of asking, just should I be in that room? The real question is, should I be cleaning that room? What of a young man who has serial killing tendencies? What's the question? How would you help that person? What would you advise that person to do? There's no helping. <laughs> that goes back to the question of free will. Do we even have it? I believe we do. And it, it, this is not to say that there's not free will out there. Some people have it. Some people clearly don't. Just go to Krispy Kreme or Dunkin' Donuts and you'll find that out readily. Well, you've given me a lot to think about, Dr. Peterson. I know you don't have much time to talk, but I appreciate you coming on the show. It's been very enlightening and also confusing at the same time. You know, a good dose of chaos and order. Well, it's not, it's not as much chaos and order. It's confusion in itself is something that should be embraced. The road to wisdom begins when you try to be confused. Well, uh, any parting words, Dr. Peterson, and, and where can we find out more about you? I would say it's not so much finding out about me, it's finding out about you, and that's an interesting thing. Because one might say, what is there about me that's worth finding out? And I would say to the majority of people, not much. <laughs> so then it begs the question, well, how do I become more interesting? How do I become something as useful to society? Because essentially, if you, if you are a citizen, you should be a working piece in that town, in that city. Hmm. And how do you do that? You clean your room. You find an archetypal cat. And that's not to say that you get a dog. You get the cat. But you recognize it for what it is. A dog. It's quite simple. That's the problem with modern man. We, we conflate and confuse everything. There's no stopping the madness. Once again, if you go into a room with 10 people, 12 of them are psychopaths. <laughs> <laughs> that would be my parting words of advice. Thank you, Dr. Peterson. I really appreciate it. Sam is going to be very happy that I've gotten you on the show. He's been looking forward to it. I would assume you're not referring to Sam Harris. No, this is uh, a friend of mine, Sam. So, certainly. Well, if, if I were advising Sam, I would say there's two uh, things that are highly problematic in just the, the base elements of the knowledge I know of Sam. And that's, if you have a picture of someone on your phone and it's my face, that's problematic. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll relay that to him. Should I he... wouldn't relay it to him as much as 
you know, you should fight often. I should fight with Sam? Yes. You don't want to convey the message plainly. You want to confuse. You want to foster the chaos so that hopefully in this mad world that he finds the order in that chaos, but the only way he'll find that order is to be tested. It, it starts with the dishes. Leave the dishes in the sink. <laughs> in that chaos, order must be found, and that order will not be found by you. It should be found by someone else. <laughs> as long as it's not your room. Uh, okay. <laughs> Well, Doctor, I really appreciate it. If, I know. If you compare, if you compare your room with the kitchen, that's like comparing order and chaos. One certainly must be uh, must be encouraged. The other should be avoided. The kitchen, in this case, should be avoided unless you're cooking. Leave the dishes in the sink. Well, thank you, Doctor. Uh, I appreciate your time. Certainly, read my book. 12 rules for maps. <laughs> Thank you, doctor. Have a good it's day. It's been an honor. Clean your room. Have a good day.